back to Almost Sideways, a place for movie conversations. My name is Adam, and these are my daily notes where I have fun conversation about film. Today's kind of a shorter episode. Last week I was on the main show with the guys talking about The, the Departed, one of my favorite movies of all time. Had a really fun conversation there, so I didn't record one because I was on the main show. Uh, today I kind of, I'm in between things right now, different um, ideas or projects, and uh so I wanted to post, give you guys some of the audio for the podcast show, or some video movie reviews that I've done for YouTube, and that is going to be Thunder Force, which released on Netflix last week, it was, sorry, my Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, as well as Godzilla v. Kong, that uh, debuted on HBO Max a few weeks ago, but I wanted to put them out here on audio as well, at least get, have someone come out for daily notes, and then to keep you guys updated, next week... So after the, after this drops and the next episode I will be doing is a Mortal Kombat episode. I'm gonna go back and review the the '90s the '90s version of Mortal Kombat. Kind of talk about that film a little bit and then review the HBO Max latest uh, 2021 release of Mortal Kombat. Really excited to go back into looking to that that older film and also look at this newer film. And then I'm just kind of thinking about doing an essential like video game movies you should watch type of list or maybe a ranking of my top 10 favorites something something that I haven't quite decided exactly how that's going to go but as of right now I hear enjoy these two reviews they are uh, formatted in the sense that they are made for YouTube so just keep that in mind I might introduce a couple times I might try to trim those out who knows but anyway that the uh, Thunder Force review from Netflix and Godzilla v Kong HBO Max. Hope you guys enjoy them. Let me know on Twitter how you guys liked the um, liked the those movies, or heck, even leave us comments on our YouTube channel. Where I think, as the time of this recording right now, we're about ten subscribers away from three hundred up on YouTube. So we'd love to have you guys to support over there. The links to the YouTube channel will be in the show notes. So actually, I'll probably leave the reviews to both of the those movies, the video versions, in the show notes as well. So anyway. I'll stop talking right now, and I'll talk in a different review. Anyway, see you guys soon. Thunder Force is the latest film directed by Ben Falcone and stars Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. It just dropped on Netflix. It's a superhero kind of origin story film, and it tells the story of this event that happens where kind of supervillains are kind of running amok in these cities. I think it's multiple cities, however, but they really focus on the city of Chicago in this film. Well, anyway, these supervillains are running amok, and these two estranged best friends, played by Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, respectively, they kind of reunite, and it feels so good, if you will. But anyway, they reunite, and one of them, Octavia Spencer's character, uh, she kind of has created this for a formula that can turn them into superheroes so they can take back the city and kind of take you know, fight the crime, a fight against the crime that's being committed in their city. Hi, I'm here to see Emily Stanton. Do you have an appointment? I'm her best friend. We're not currently, what I would say, best friends or friends. You look good. You look great. What have you been up to? Let me show you. 
I've been developing a genetic platform that will allow us to give ordinary people superpowers. But do me a favor, please. Don't touch anything. God, Lydia, do you have any idea what you've done? You just took our only formula for super strength. Everything about you will become stronger. Oh, I am all powerful! Do you think it's freeing my groin? Do chicks have groins? <laughs> What's your superpower? Invisibility. That's awesome. Let's see what these powers can really do. Everyone just stay calm and no one's gonna get hurt. Em, stop! You're cooking them from the inside out! Oh, man. Please don't film this, sir. It's a mistake! Thunder Force, remember it. For the first time in history, we're seeing real-life superheroes fighting crime. <laughs> but we're also seeing a new kind of criminal. This city deserves what's coming to it. We've got to rethink this car. Yeah. How can we not stop two chicks in their 40s? God, what's that smell? It's the suits. We can't wash them. Lydia, do not throw that bus. I can't hear you because I'm literally throwing a bus. I'm sorry. That's on me. The hell are you? You'd think cancer, but uh, Capricorn actually Sag Moon and all kinds of things rising. That's messed up. All right, so let's talk about this thing first. Ben Falcone is notoriously known for teaming up with his wife in films, Miss McCarthy. And hey, I respect the guy for working with your wife and making these films and doing these projects that you really love. However, for me, their films haven't really hit the mark. I've been burned several times with a lot of Ben Falcone's work. Now, we're going to click over into the letterbox right now. You can follow me at Adam Sideways over there, or Almost Sideways. You can follow us over there. And uh, Ben Falcone has directed a few films. I've seen all of his films, actually. A Life of the Party, The Boss, Tammy, and Super Intelligence, as well as Thunder Force. Super, Super Intelligence. Also re reconnects them with Bonnie Cannaval, Bobby Cannaval, which also stars in this film. I didn't mind that film as, as much. It's pretty ridiculous, and you have to expend disbelief, and it caught me on a good night. I, I don't give it a passing grade, but I, it's not the worst watch I've had. Uh, the, the, my least favorite film that Ben Falcone and uh, Melissa McCarthy has done is Tammy, however, and Tammy is... Whew, that is a that's, that's a bad film. I did not really care for The Boss. Life of the Party was bad, too. Uh, Thunder Force, I will give say it, give you this. Thunder Force is probably the best team-up film that they've done together, in my opinion. Uh, I, I kind of find myself on this day, I wasn't, I didn't have any expectations going in. So one of my big positives for the movie is that I, I, I kind of didn't really hate it. I kind of did have some fun expectations. Maybe that's the charming nature of Octavia Spencer on screen. And I think the chemistry that Spencer and Melissa McCarthy did have worked kind of well for me on this night. And I also really liked the young lady that played Octavia Spencer's uh, daughter in this film. I'll try to find her name here as well. Uh, 
And the young lady that played Octavia Spencer's daughter in this film, I believe her name, we're hopping over to IMDb real fast. Yeah, her name is Taylor Mosby. She only was in a couple films in this uh, in her filmography so far, this being her third film. Uh, and I haven't really seen anything else. Apparently she played, uh, appeared in Criminal Minds, and she was in the movie Break Breakthrough in 2019. I hadn't seen that film, but I actually was kind of impressed with her. I thought she was uh, kind of a delight to watch on screen. I think that's the best uh, moments of this film is when all three of them are working together and kind of sharing some chemistry. And I, I kind of enjoyed their, their com camaraderie together. I can't speak tonight. You know, their, their camaraderie together in this film. And it caught me and thought it was just kind of a charming little thing there. Going into some of the villains of this film, you see Bobby Cannavale, uh, playing this guy who's trying to go and become the mayor of Chicago. He plays, he is the king. Don't call him king. It's the king. Also, you see Jason Bateman as this weird crab guy, which I was kind of surprised by. I didn't realize he was in this film. It's kind of funny enough that it is the second film that uh, we see of Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy teaming up. A lot of the time being identity theft. Not really a great one either. But and the, the other big surprise here for me was that we see an MCU character, another MCU actor alongside Bobby Cannavale from Ant-Man fame. But we also see Palm uh, Clementief. Clementief, I believe I, I probably mispronounced it. I do apologize. She plays a character called Laser. And it's kind of interesting to see her. I didn't really care for her character too much. I didn't think they developed her enough. And considering she's coming off a pretty big character as Mantis in the MCU, I thought that she, they probably could have fleshed out her character quite a bit more and gave her something to do. Said so they shaved her eyebrows off and she looks, she's kind of a shell of herself. I thought Mantis is a far better character. And we have like three films to kind of flesh, four films now to flesh out that character. However, even in Guardians 2, she was a lot better than this film. Um, Melissa Leo, another uh, we have another Oscar nominated performer in here, and uh, Melissa Leo plays Allie, and you know she's she's kind of underutilized in this film as well. I think a lot of the characters are pretty much under underutilized, and it's kind of a shame. But anyway, back to some of the things I liked about the movie, I, alongside the chemistry between their like the two main leads, I thought some of the jokes here hit a little better than other. Uh, ben Falcone movies and like I've been very critical on his films I didn't really wasn't anticipating this one whatsoever and I just got the screener in from Netflix so I figured let's take a look at this movie and yeah I, I did laugh a couple times and I think the big bright spot of this film is that it was a kind of a good little uh, you know watch with my wife and her and I kind of really kind of charmed to it I think that if we had a couple of drinks in it our <laughs> drinks and we can relax a little bit more we probably laugh a little bit much uh, a little more I don't think it's we're laughing with the movie we're more like kind of laughing at kind of some of the silliness of the movie some of the jokes did land I'm not going to give the fault the movie 100% for that because they did they, some of them did land for us some of the things I didn't like about this movie was kind of the villains. Bobby Cannavale's character, he's really good in some other films, but this one, uh, he's kind of weak in here. I wanted to see him be more menacing and powerful, and I kind of left it open-ended as well. I've already talked about Laser's character here. I kind of felt really um, didn't feel fleshed out and didn't really care for that too much. 
Now, this is a kind of a weird one. Jason Bateman. I'm, I'm a big fan of Jason Bateman, mind you. And I think a lot of the stuff that he does in his comedic movies and his TV show performances are amazing. This one's a weird spot for me because he plays half man, half crab. They do a lot of lobster. Not maybe crab, but lobster. They do a lot of lobster jokes. And this movie did do one thing. It made me want to have some lobster. I butter up the lobster. And my wife actually asked me the question. She's like, is it wrong to think I just how much meat would be in those <laughs> those pinchers of <laughs> Jason Bateman's character? And I'm like, it's kind of is that cannibalism? Who knows? But uh, it's kind of a weird little performance here because I thought he was probably my favorite, like the funniest part of the, the movie, but also the creepiest at the same time. Uh, yeah, so it, it didn't quite. Uh, it was kind of a weird spot, but Jason Bateman's kind of great in everything, so I, I give this his performance here a pass. And I'm kind of. I guess if I'm talking about some of the humor here, I think I'm kind of just tired of Melissa McCarthy kind of playing this dumb ditzy kind of character. Like she's in every movie now. And especially with these movies with Ben Falcone, her husband, the director here, I, I find myself a little more frustrated with the same kind of gags in every single film. And mind you, I might like this movie a little bit more than others. I'm not saying that this is going to be the top 10 best movies of the year. I probably, probably not going to, maybe watch it as you know frequently as I watch like a bridesmaids or something like that or other Melissa McCarthy projects. However, it's not as bad as like Tammy or uh, life of the party or the boss. It's, it's a serviceable film that really doesn't do have any place uh, really other than to kind of like tease and make kind of fun of like superhero kind of superhero films in a way. And the kind of ridiculousness of the their plots at times, and I'm a big, uh, I, I, I know an advocate's the wrong word, but kind of on that same line is I'm a big fan of superhero movies. I love what Marvel's doing. I really enjoyed the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League this year as well. And this one is not really a great superhero movie, but there's some elements in here that do work but they're executed kind of poorly. And I think that's what the movie is. It just misses the mark on the execution style. And I think it falls in the hands of Ben Falcone. So long story short, guys, if you enjoy Melissa McCarthy's comedy and you like Octavia Spencer, it's worth the watch, but don't go in with high expectations and, or maybe go in with just kind of altered expectations enough to say, you know what? I'm going to just turn off my brain and uh, try to find some enjoyment in this film because it's I don't think it's as terrible. I'm not going to sit here and bash it and just uh, uh, destroy uh, somebody's work on the film. I, I, I'm i going to give this film a two out of four stars, which is not a, a positive grade by any means, but it is, it's below average when I did find some enjoyment. And it's not something I – it's not like one of those movies I would never want to watch again because – Catch me in the right mood. Hey, it's just I remember having some fun with it. Let's take a look at this movie again. That's kind of the kind of the film that it is. It's kind of a serviceable film. Gets me more excited for like a Black Widow. I know that's kind of weird to say, but it gets me excited for more of those superhero-y, big-budgeted films, and uh, it makes me want to go watch Zack Snyder's Justice League again, maybe. Anyway, guys, that's my quick thoughts on Thunder Force. Did you guys watch this film yet? And what did you guys think about it? Let me know in the comments section down below. Let's have a good conversation there because it almost sideways is a place for movie conversation. The conversation does not start or does not stop when this video ends. We are also a podcast. Full segments of our podcast will be on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Stitcher. Make sure you guys follow us. The links are in the description box down below. And also on YouTube, we drop clips from that show 
every couple days, every day maybe, depending on how fast it gets edited. But they also drop for Terry, Zach, Todd, and myself. We all drop clips throughout the week. So make sure you guys hit subscribe and for more movie conversation like this. we got some really cool stuff coming in the works. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Adam. And I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Great big film just dropped out in theaters and HBO Max. And it's directed by Adam Wingard. It's called Godzilla vs. Kong. One of the most highly anticipated big action films of 2021. I watched it a couple days ago. I'm a little late to the party to get my review and thoughts out, but I'm excited to talk a little bit about the film. And I hope you guys leave your comments down and actually leave your thoughts down in the comments section down below. And let's talk about the film down there and let me know what your guys' takes on it because I think this is a really crowd-pleasing film to say the least. And if you guys like talking about movies and you want to hear more in-depth conversation, not just of newer films but older films, really fun conversations here on Almost Sideways, make sure you smash that sub subscribe button as quickly as possible and join the conversation. Anyway. This is our only chance. Godzilla versus Kong shows these two massive titans in this monster verse that they have created, which is now the fourth film. This Godzilla versus Kong is the fourth film in the franchise. And it shows these two big creatures, Godzilla taking on Kong. 
with some darker, sinister plot underneath. That's pretty much the easiest way to describe this movie because I don't want to spoil anything for you because there is some really fun to be had here. And what I really liked about this movie, guys, was the fun action there it was. It, there was some really cool fight sequences, and whenever Godzilla and Kong were squaring off, I was hyped. I was hyped out of my mind. It was a really fun time. And I think the big thing with these MonsterVerse movies is that the human characters kind of bog down the movie quite a bit. They are kind of dumb. I didn't mind them too much in this one. To be honest with you guys, I kind of wanted to see more Godzilla King of the Monsters style uh, for the action-wise. I just wanted to see more of them fighting. And I do understand in this film, though, you did have to have... The Rebecca Hall character, which is kind of the person observing Kong and uh, for Monarch after so many years in um, in captivity, and not having Kong in Guys of the King of the Monsters, I think was a kind of a smart play here. But they did mention him and or mention Skull Island, and I enjoyed. I found myself enjoying myself with Guys of the King of the Monsters, and overall, this MonsterVerse has has had some really cool moments, but overall kind of disappointing for me. But going to this one, I, I found myself, as the weeks got closer to the release date, I found myself more and more excited for it. And for the simple fact is maybe it was just big, dumb uh, blockbuster movie I wanted to see. I got The trailers got me a little more excited for it. Seeing Kong back on the screen once again was pretty awesome. As of right now, Kong Skull Island is still my favorite film in the franchise. Uh, probably followed by Godzilla vs. Kong. And then the first uh, Godzilla King of Monsters or Godzilla can flip back and forth. I, I have issues still on Godzilla vs. Kong. I think it is the human characters. They do are front and center a lot in this uh, this movie. And I won't get into spoils, spoilers here because it, there's some fun reveals that take place in this movie. But if you compare it to the Japanese uh, monster films of uh, Gorgira and uh, see them in those films, the, there are human characters in there. But they don't, I don't. when I watch those ones, I don't feel bogged down by them. I kind of enjoy their moments because they're few and kind of far between at times. And certain movies, depending on what you watch, and sometimes they're more front and center. However, they don't seem maybe as dumb as these these newer versions of films are uh, are showing us. And that maybe it's kind of makes me kind of a little bit like dislike for them. However, this Godzilla vs Kong version knows exactly what it is. It's a big dumb blockbuster film that is highly entertaining. Even the character versions for my for myself, I found myself kind of enjoying. Obviously, we see Millie uh, Bobby Brown back reprising her role from Gods of the King of the Monsters. We have Brian Tyree Henry show up as this kind of mad, crazy guy in this film. And I kind of really enjoyed him. Kyle Chandler definitely takes a step back. He's not really involved in much in this movie. Uh, but we see Rebecca Hall, which is really cool to see Rebecca Hall in here because I've really liked a lot of her work. She's kind of a really underrated actress, and she gets a big prominent role in here. And she knocks it out of the park. I, I, I enjoyed Rebecca Hall in this one. We see Alexander Skarsgård show up as one of the doctors who uh, puts the pl plot in motion to try to figure out how to uh, 
counter Godzilla in the film as well. Uh, Julian Dennison is in here. He was the kid from Deadpool 2 and Hunt of the Will. He was pretty funny. He has funny comedic moments with Brian Tyree Henry and Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, for uh, the other main characters go there, the, there's no really standout here for me, but I didn't quite hate my, the these characters compared to what I did in Gods of the King of the Monsters. Overall, you kind of know what you're getting in with Gods of the King of the Monsters. It's a fun blockbuster type feel that shows two iconic movie characters battling it out on the screen, having big explosions all over this place, that big awesome fight sequences, and that's sometimes what you need to do. You can turn off your brain and enjoy a fun film. I don't say this movie is perfect. I don't think this one is one of my favorite Monster First films or even my favorite Godzilla movie. However, what I found myself doing is really kind of enjoying it, even with some of the negativities that do hold it down. Some of my things I didn't really care about for the movie – about being a little critical of it. Like, I wanted to see more action. I know that the second half of the film is really backloaded with a lot of the action sequences, but it's a monster movie, and I, I can't really expect the movie maybe to give me as much as I want of the action without trying, with, with without them balancing the human interactions here because overall these monsters are battling in the human world. So you're going to have to have those characters here. I think on an almost sideways scale, we go four stars. I'm giving this movie a 2.5 out of four. It's, it's a fun blockbuster film but i can't give it necessarily the three stars it, i probably have watched it more and i just find myself enjoying it more i'll give it the higher rating but as of now i think you guys should definitely watch it especially if you have hbo max i don't know why if you have that you don't watch it because it's it's definitely worth the watch it's a big fun film and it's it's fun it's a good for the whole family my daughter watched it and she's six and she had a lot of fun with it too and we we just had a blast watching this movie it's it's a, it's a Big fun action movie that in this time day and age right now we kind of need to shut out of our brains and enjoy a movie. Anyway, guys, let me know in the comment section down below what you guys think of Godzilla versus Kong. You guys like it more than I did? Did not like it as much as I did? Let me know in the comment section down below. That's how I talk about this movie. Until next time, I'll see you later.